You're listening to the Cleveland Comedy Network. My name's Steve Guy, the host of Happy Hour with Steve Guy, where I get to sit down and interview people who are from Cleveland originally or doing very cool things in Cleveland. It's all part of the Cleveland Comedy Network, just like the show you're about to listen to. To keep up to date with all the podcasts coming to the network, go to clevelandcomedyfestival.com slash the network. Hey, welcome to 10 Cent Beer Life. Hey, welcome back to Tencent Beer Life. I'm your host, Kyle. As always, here with my guys, Brian and Dave. What's going on? Just watching this Guardians game right now, buddy. Exciting stuff, dude. They're just closer and closer. Like, this game in particular has been really awesome so far. I don't want to jinx anything, but um, that Blake Snell is pitching for the Padres, and he is has been phenomenal. Um, over the last seven outings, he'd only given up one homer. Jose, Jose Ramirez already has two in this game. Oscar Gonzalez hit another one. And right now they got runners at first and third. Uh, he's thrown 30 pitches in, in this inning so far, and there's no outs. Tits, dude. Yeah. God damn. That's great. So what's new, guys? I mean, there's some pretty, pretty big news. I mean, Art Modell snubbed from the Hall of Fame. Hell Fantastic, yeah. dude! I saw that today. It made my day. I've had like a very shit week. That's why we're recording late. Um, your boy's been slinging chicken nuggets hard this week, and uh, I just needed—I needed a day of R and R, and I've been getting killed. Yeah, work. yeah. There's a lot of hungry kids. Well, startup sucks, dude. I had some guy that walked in. We start early. We start at five, and he'd worked there for like two weeks, and then one day. Like he just disappeared. Like he didn't take it. He had a van that he drives. We gave him a company van. He just, I don't know if he called an Uber or what disappeared and just no communication whatsoever. No signs of being disgruntled, upset, nothing. Complete ghosted. Wild. So you had to pick up his slack. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just been crazy. And And he just did deliveries or did he? Yeah. I mean, cooking. Yeah. People do a little bit of everything, you know, we're just, uh, we're we're a shifty bunch of people, so I don't know. It's just been, we'll get there, but it's uh, it's been is, a rough week. Is the van MIA? No, he did not take the van. That's oh. pretty awesome. That's I good. mean, I've had vans stolen before. As when we first started this podcast, and they put an opium in it. Um, <laughs> I remember <laughs> that. Yeah. What was yeah. the candy bar? <laughs> oh, I believe it was a Snickers. I think I I, I think it was some something different. I feel like it wasn't just a nutrageous, maybe. I think it was. I think I, it, I yeah. ate it. I, I ate it. Being it something weird. I mean, I remember you eating it and talking about how much you loved it. Yeah, dude. I don't care. It was in a filth <laughs> They turned your van into an F shack. Yeah, dude. I found probably <laughs> upwards the boys. 20 dirty heroin needles in it. And I was oh, just God. Like, I'm eating this nutrageous, dude. This is my reward for cleaning this. <laughs> 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 if I would have OD'd from that, like, that that was just God acting. It was a uh, act of God. <laughs> I know your answer to this, Kyle. But Dave, have you watched The Bear yet? No. It's a, it's a really good show. The the kid that plays Lip on Shameless is the main character, and it's like him trying to turn around this shitty restaurant, but he's got this fancy background. And I just picture you at your job making people call you chef, and answer everything yes, chef, no, chef. 
And then you have like a big family dinner at the end. Me? Yeah, that's what you should do at your job. You should just treat it more seriously. Tell people to call me chef. Yes, yes, chef. No chef. <laughs> I don't cook shit, dude. <laughs> yeah, but you oversee it. They're yes. your sous chefs. Yeah, I guess. I'm the I'm the king of the lunch ladies. That's dude, your I've, menu. I fucking shaved my beard and it went I went too short with the beard trimmer and I feel like a baby. You look like a baby. You can't. Can you guys tell? Did you notice? Did you know? Oh, yeah. you I did notice right away. Yeah. Yeah. For you sure. You noticed something different about me today. <laughs> 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 but you guys didn't say anything. Oh, it's been shit. three minutes. What happened, Brian? They knocked in a run single. Knocked in. Nice. Knocked in Josh Naylor. Oh, yeah. Four nothing. Guardies. Um, so, yeah. What, what are it, three, three and a half games up now? So they were three up, um, but like so many different things are coming together right now. The, the starting pitching, I mean, that McKenzie performance out of this world, 14 strikeouts. Um, and you know, the, the team hadn't been hitting and then exploded for all those runs. I don't know. We we didn't record since that insane game last week. Um, it's been about 10 days. Oh my God. three strikeouts in a row they drop the third strike on the third out and then they explode for six runs after that this team is ridiculous right now and then the the bullpen is just insane like nick sandlin's been out of his mind sam hentges is coming back real well but like the that last three the the seventh eighth and ninth inning guys have just been unreal like untouchable it's been um trevor stefan james karen and class a of course and these were big concerns. These were big concerns a few weeks ago at the, the trade deadline. Everybody's like, well, at least get a bullpen arm, at least get a bullpen arm. Like I get, you want a catcher that can hit. Although Luke Maley all of a sudden is fucking just, I mean, he's, he's, I think he's up to two thirty five. He's hitting. So for guardians catcher, that's pretty goddamn good. T the team just looks great. The, this is, the two different sides of the coin when it came to the trade deadline, the, the guardians took so much heat. The Padres were praised so much because they spent all that shit. I'm bringing in Juan Soto and whoever else these fucking dicks are that they brought in. And now <laughs> they are not playing nearly as well as the guardians. And so far in this year, I mean, they won last night. They're up right now. It's awesome. I love it. Well, good dude. What are people are people getting on board with you on your other podcast? I don't remember what it's called about the Dolans being the best donors. No, nobody's on board with that. <laughs> what that's, just, that's just me, and I believe that with all of my heart. I, and I don't even think it's fucking close in Cleveland. The Dolans are the best owners in town. Yeah, I mean, you've made that argument before. I, Dan Gilbert has fucked up. Goddamn Jimmy Haslam. Like, I mean, so the Dolans have just been, I, I quote unquote, cheap. If that's the biggest oh, yeah. fucking they're, thing. They're undeniably like, cheap. Like it's it's undeniably cheap. There there there's certain times where you want them to spend a little extra money, but like it it pays off so much more. I'd rather have an owner that hires the right people and keeps their hands off than another owner who spends a bunch of money on football minds or basketball minds and then is willing to just keep letting them go over their own fucking failures as they continue to put their grubby little fucking billionaire hands all over the product. Yep. Yeah. I mean, fucking Dan Gilbert. Dan Gilbert chased arguably the greatest basketball player of all time out of town. Uh, it's crazy. I mean, and then Jimmy Haslam. Griffin I mean, alone. 
you know, LeBron's going to do what LeBron's going to do, but but like Griffin is a solid NBA GM. Now, Kobe Altman looks great so far. So it all and this part of things ended up paying off for him. But like his whole thing of ah, GMs are dispensable, the dime a dozen. It's like, motherfucker, you think that you know the basket, basketball moves the best. You think that you know all these contract decisions and, and player and personnel and putting together chemistry the best. Fuck you. You don't know shit. You know mortgages. You know scamming people with mortgages. Yeah, that's the truth. I was I was thinking about it to to shift back to the fucking Art Modell not getting into the Hall of Fame thing. Yeah. First of all, if he'd never moved the team, like he's like a first ballot Hall of Famer, right? Am I? I mean, he did so much for like television and shit like that. I mean, he was a pretty good owner outside of that that whole fucking debacle here in Cleveland. But that debacle's huge. That's what like, I mean. Yes, yes. I'm, I'm, I'm emphasizing it. Yeah, I know we've talked about it on here. I've talked about it in different ways uh, at length of just how his decisions and his business person and ownership decisions that he made were so poor that it, it almost forced his hand to leave because he got some money to make him whole from Baltimore. So, like, him being that bad of an owner is why the team moved. It had nothing to do with the, the city not wanting to give him a stadium. The city didn't want to build him a stadium and then hand it over to for him to own outright. That, that's what they didn't want to do. Yeah, right. a solid business decision. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I was just thinking, if, if he wouldn't have moved that team, the complete trajectory of the franchise changes. Like, we're not right now. We're not the Cleveland Browns. We've won a Super Bowl or two or three at this point, depending. And it's just... I mean, we, we, I mean, what, what, your, your head, Bob, and I don't, what, is that, is that so far-fetched? It, it's not super far-fetched if you're uh, operating under the assumption that all of the decisions that the Ravens had made would have been made by whatever Cleveland figureheads were, were there. I mean, I bet you it still would have been Belichick coaching in, because uh, 95 probably would have went a whole bunch different. And then 96, I'd imagine it's still Belichick. But, like, I don't know if with what that roster was built and looked like, and who they had running things. I don't know if they're taking John Ogden and Ray Lewis. Um, I don't know if they're making the same draft choices for those key guys, you know, Ed Reed in a few years. It, it's really difficult to say we definitely would have had him is all I'm getting at. Okay, that's, that's a good point. But isn't it safe to say that we would have been in the fucking d- downward spiral with the learners and then the Haslam's? Like, that probably sure. also doesn't happen. Yeah. Right. I don't so. think it would have been this insane, uh, like statistically impossible kind of run of shittiness that we've had. But that's all going to change, right? Hey! It'd be so <laughs> sad to watch that change with Deshaun Watson under center. I it's he's not going to play football for almost two years at this point. It's it's how many guys come back after almost two years off and perform. At a higher level. I can think of one off the top of my head. Who? That's Michael Vick. Michael Vick was very good out of the pin. You know? Um, Outside of that, like, guys just don't take that much time off in their career. I don't know. You sounded really cool saying out of the pen. (laughs) (laughs) He was still working out the whole time. (laughs) But just upper upper body. Yeah. A lot of dips, a lot of pull-ups. What's that Burt Reynolds movie? Uh, fucking Gator. Longest Yard. The Longest Yard, dude. He was in their Longest Yard in it. And then they remade it with Adam Sandler. Yeah. 
Yeah, dude. He, he, Michael Vick came out. I was like, God damn, this dude's a beast. I want a fantasy league because I drafted him in the last round as a joke. And he well, ended up fucking being on fire. And that's what's going to be, you know, I hate to even say it out loud, but if he cut, if Deshaun Watson comes back out and shits the bed, it'll be the most fucking Browns thing ever. You know, say it out loud, speak it into existence. No, I, do it not is, I mean, and then what are you going to settle with a third round running or a third round or quarterback for the next three years? I mean, it's just, we got no first round picks either. So what were you going to say, Dave? No, that was it. Just, you know, if I, I don't want to see the Browns lose, but if that happens, it'll be, you know, just added onto the list of all the other fucking things. I like I, I again, I'm remaining a Browns fan. I'm never going to stop rooting because all, every player right now, all ownership, all front office, they're just the current guard of a larger institution that I'll always be a fan of and love. But I like I don't know if I'm necessarily going to be actively rooting against the Browns as a whole, but I am going to pretty actively root against Deshaun Watson. So yeah. if he goes out there and shits the bed, I'm going to be fucking thrilled. If they go to Jacoby Brissett, if if Deshaun gets hurt, like awesome, go to uh, give me give me Jacoby Brissett. I would be so jacked to root for a Jacoby Brissett team, not just because it's Jacoby Brissett, because it's not Deshaun Watson. Like, fuck them for forever for yeah. for making me make these decisions. Right. Um, the NFL is really hamming this schedule up, though, man. They they really saw what was happening. They said eleven <laughs> games. Yeah. Okay. And then it, it just seems like it all fell into play. Baker, Carolina, week one, and then Deshaun comes back against the Texans. I th- Almost a little suspicious, yeah. <laughs> Seahawks and Denver, week one, too. Um, Is Vince really- McMahon consulting this year or something? <laughs> so he's, he's, he's open for a new job, so. Six nothing, by the way. Dave, nice. you sent out a uh, fucking – how about that dude? What was it uh, – Fuck these hoes at the preseason game with the signs and his kid with with that kid that doesn't look like it belongs to him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's holding a sign that says "fuck these hoes," and he's got his child holding a sign that says "free Watson." And uh, yeah, early runner up for parent of the year already, or early entry for parent of the year. Um, and they're doing it at they're holding those signs at the stadium. I can't imagine. I don't know, man. It, it's just, it blows my mind. There's so many of us wishing that every, you know, some bombshell shit would come out and just exonerate them so that we don't have to deal with these emotions. And it's like, you know, we're, we're basically playing fantasy football in that regard. But it just, it blows my mind that that even happens, that you've got people walking around with signs like that inside the stadium. It, it's, it's 2022. Like, you know, I, there was a lot of outrage. Twitter went absolutely apeshit over all that. Um, I told you guys, somebody like doxed the guy. Where I mean, they didn't put out his address, but they're like, this is his real name. This is his amateur mixed martial arts record. This was the rap song that he did some verses on. Like, <laughs> so, Do we have like, the rap song? Can we find the rap song? Yeah, I mean, like that, that girl's TikTok has it. Yeah. Wow. Oh, man. Um, but like... For me, I, I mean, everybody made such a big deal about, you know, like, like the kid being there. And, and, you know, there has been points made against my argument. But, like, as far as I'm concerned, if you bring your kid to a Browns game, 
they're going to hear far worse, especially if they go to the dog pound. It's not like fuck these hoes is something out of the realm of, of, you know, you're not going to hear exactly that. I don't know what context somebody would scream those exact words out without Deshaun Watson here in the dog pound, but much worse things said about referees about, you know, other players. Now other people did make the point it's preseason. This is kind of when you are able to take your kids. So yeah, I do kind of get that. But like for me, it didn't seem too off brand or too far over the line for what a lot of these Deshaun defenders have been like, it, it just, I guess it just didn't seem off brand or anything extra than what these Deshaun Watson defenders have been. Um, as far as profanity in front of a kid or, you know, teaching kids lessons like this. Um, if you do believe Deshaun Watson, I, I, you know, I don't think it's that crazy, but for all of us that don't believe Deshaun Watson, like, yeah, he's a piece of shit. But I, I just, does that make sense what I'm saying? Like, I, I just don't think it's that much over the line for a Browns game. No, it's not. But their standard is such because I got thrown out for saying fuck because I read That's the back garbage. of somebody's shirt. Oh, yeah, dude. Did I not talk about this? Yeah, you've talked about that. But okay, that, that is yeah. garbage. Yeah, that... I Vanguard fucking feeling himself. He asked me, he wanted me to give right on a piece of paper. He gave me a ticket to fill out. And he asked me for my social security number. And I was like, absolutely not. Yeah. Suck my no dick. way. It's insane. So I, I just, I can't believe he was in there with those signs. But yeah, I'm not, it's just the message. Like, yeah. what, what are you doing? It's, I tried it's to less... wear a fuck Pittsburgh shirt in. And they're like, you need to cover that up now. And I did have a jersey to put over it. But I'm like, who, who cares? This is the Browns game. I'm going to go sit in the dog pound now. Yeah. And I take my jersey off immediately. Yeah, I mean it's it's less of the vulgarity in front of the child as it is this example that he's setting for him, like, you know, oh, all twenty six of these women are lying hoes, you know that kid. That's you know you can only imagine uh, what el- other gems of wisdom that kid's getting at home, and with him being a MMA fighter and a rapper, who would have seen this coming? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he just he he does like, and I guess. Will Burge has he like called some of his fights because Will did some some like announcing for Bush League MMA and said that the guy's just an absolute piece of shit. He goes, none of this surprised me when I saw who it was. He's like, I remember that name. I remember the guy's name Scott Weaver. Um, oh, we're, we're doxing people now. <laughs> it's on the internet already. Yeah, right. We're not doing anything. What uh, it was the NAAFS. You don't know what fighting he was. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't know. I, I know that he. I think he actually did kind of well in in amateur mixed martial arts. Um, but like you know, I, I don't want to judge people who are able to swallow everything with Deshaun Watson. I don't want to judge people who are still rooting for the team. But like, he seems like one of those guys who is actively going at people online, and like that that person's a real asshole. Yeah. Right? My buddy was at a bar and there was this like huge dude just wearing a Deshaun Watson jersey on like, you know, it wasn't even a preseason game. He was just in there wearing it almost like daring somebody to say something to him. It's like, oh, yeah, it's like not a Browns game and you're wearing a Deshaun Watson jersey out. Fucking ridiculous. But whatever you're trying to make a this town was ruined. The psyche of this town was absolutely ruined by by all of the the horribleness that the past twenty two years have been. Yeah, you think just the twenty two years was it like this before? Before the Browns moved, were people so negative here? 
I don't think so. Um, I think we're a little it, too young. It we just, were just like just sports seemed... fans then, you know. The other thing is, in the meantime, social media has popped up and has yeah. d- dwindled everybody's attention spans down. So, you know, now everybody wants a Super Bowl next year and fire everybody and rebuild the entire thing. You know, we d- we went through that cycle probably five or six, seven, eight, nine times or whatever. Yeah, I mean, um, you used to just read the newspaper. You, you just read the newspaper, and that was all you had, and you believed it. Now everybody's programmed to not believe everything or everything, anything or everything, and they just listen to opinions constantly. Right. It's it's a crazy news cycle, but, you know, that's how they uh... – that's how they trick everybody, you know. It's I don't know. That's where the money uh, is. Yeah, dude. Uh, you guys getting any of this Sleepy Joe uh, student loan bailout money? I guess, yeah, but like it does, it hardly puts a dent in mine. Yeah, you went to Mass. Did you get Pell grants? I did not get. I don't think I got Pell grants. No. I got Pell grants. I'm eligible. Woo for twenty thousand dollars. Oh, I don't dang. know what I'm gonna get, but I was just like. Hell yeah, Sleepy Joe. I was just finally, I was just like, something. Something I breaks think... my way. Something something for Kyle and this motherfucker, you know? <laughs> yeah, I don't up. know how that works with a Masters. I don't know how any of this works with a Masters. I got to like read a little bit more into it. But my my number is so high that, that 10 grand off of it, like the interest will add up and surpass that within like a year probably. Do you got private loans or public loans? All government loans. Good. Thank God, dude. Sally Mae is a fucking bitch, dude. Fucking the government and and like my loan provider are almost suspiciously lackadaisical about all of this. They're they're like, you know, apply for for income based or payment. So I, I send them, you know, my tax returns. They're like, you can hardly pay anything. So just just give us like a little bit. And so I, you know, I've never missed a payment. But then uh, after COVID and all this shit, they just keep pushing shit back. And I, I make a decent buck more than before. And I had just re-upped before they suspended payments. And they're like, well, you're locked into this. So this is all you have to pay for the next year as well. And I'm like, oh, okay. So what's it going to jump up to? They're like, oh, it's, you know, once it's the, all the dust settles and you pay for that for a year, it's going to be about three to four times more per month. Jesus. Well, now's the time to dump more on it so you can pay down that fucking principle i think that's no it's just it, it, it is such a ridiculously high number at this point that it's nothing that i'm ever going to actually pay off it would just eat money for nothing like the, the interest is going to keep accruing i can't put the kind of dent in it that i'd need to so i've just accepted this is something i'm just going to die with that's good i you know that's kind of what i've done is just i allison was sally may and they just fucking were raking us on the interest rate so I think we were paying like 400 plus a month on her student loans. Like right out of the gate. That's what she owed. Like it's insane. Um, Damn. I had government loans and it was better, but we finally got her shit paid off and like nothing on mine. So now it was time to take care of mine, but sleepy Joe's going to help knock out. Uh, I thought what I got left probably. It, it doesn't affect credit scores. Me and Sarah file separately on taxes. So it doesn't really hurt her. Like I mean, we bought the house without them saying two words about my student debt, which is again enormous. So like I, I just don't know. So why even I pay can't it? pay it off? So I, I mean, I'm I'll pay the exact minimum that they require because if, if if I default, then I'm I'm kind of fucked. But 
as long right, as if I it doesn't affect your credit score. Who cares? I think it would if I defaulted. Oh, I don't know how it works, but I would. Uh, if it didn't affect my credit score, I would just not even pay it. Man, that's a big ass fucking scheme that I'm lucky I didn't get involved with because I would have took all the money, give it all to me. You know, I'd have been cashing out. I probably... did that for like two years. <laughs> they gave me a bunch. <laughs> that's what's up. But did you actually spend it on school? A bunch on school, but like where I fucked up um, is I took out some some living expenses to pay rent at like a, an apartment that wasn't my parents. I should have just stayed there. Like I, I could have gotten out for, for less, but I, I did take some out to be able to l- slightly live off of. And then I had like a, a job as well, like a more part-time job doing events. Yeah, you had I mean, the bachelor pad. Huh? You had to have the bachelor your, pad. Yeah, dude, you're in your prime at that age. Like, you can't be smashing fucking chicks at your parents' house in your your early twenties. I mean, you can, but it, it sucks. You need to be out there fucking learning and smashing. You know? A no, I couldn't at my parents. <laughs> you couldn't <laughs> get just, away with it at all. No. Have you ever boned in your parents' house? No. Ever? No. Whoa. Wow, dude. That's crazy. They never went on vacation or nothing. No, but like by the t- by the time I did, like I I mean I had friends that I'd uh, um, you know house sit for or you know women I'd see had their own places. <laughs> that, that was always a fun dance to do. Of like, yeah, we we got to go to your place. Damn, dude, I was I was ha- I was sleeping with girls while my parents were there in high school like we didn't have a big house i'm just trash you know <laughs> that's wrong father you know he's just like that's my boy you know <laughs> i guess we that's grew how, up completely different man <laughs> that's exactly how my dad was had he had known what was going on around the property out in the pool you know in the cars in the driveway that kind of stuff my dad found an empty box of condoms underneath my car seat when I was in high school. And he just, he pulls them up. He goes, what's this? And I go, it's an empty box of condoms. And he goes, well, I'm glad they're empty. Get some more. And I was like, that was my sex talk. <laughs> <laughs> my dad's sex talk was uh, all women are whores except your mother. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't have that same kind of story. I don't have that kind of dad. <laughs> My dad is more like, you know, gave me the scientific version and then is like, you don't do it unless you're ready to have a baby because that, that it's likely going to happen. Damn. Yeah. What a lie. What a lie. My dad, my dad's never been that kind of dad that I like, you know, nudge you and wink at you for being successful with the lady. He's not like that at all. No, no. Yeah. That's that's okay. I mean, it's better than my dad and dead, you know. <laughs> Is that what killed him? Huh? <laughs> no. I don't know what it was. I think we don't know what it was. They were like, "Do you want to do an autopsy?" And I was like, "Why? I don't. I don't know. What would I care? I probably should have." But hindsight, you know. Little do you know, there's a giant mystery. Yeah. Whatever. We should. We should turn this into a uh, like a a, a death. And like investigation podcast. You want to do a true crime podcast? A true crime podcast. I've been watching that murder only murders in the building with Steve Martin and Martin Short. We should become that. 
<laughs> Three fat that... idiots trying to solve murders. I mean, we could do a couple true crime episodes. Like, I'm for it. Like, whatever. Is there a sports shit. sports conspiracy unsolved mystery we could do? Is there something tied to sports? <laughs> Nicole Kidman. Or uh Nicole Kidman. What the fuck am I saying? <laughs> Don't mind me, I'm tripping. Uh <laughs> what's the OJ's wife? What Nicole can't I Simpson? Yeah. Yes, that's what OJ was. Simpson is his last name. <laughs> yeah, you know. Hey. <laughs> Listen, I've been napalming my brain cells for like 20 years now. All right. <laughs> I'm, I'm lucky I can. You're lucky you had those uh, Boy Scout or Eagle Scout years to to give you a later start on things. Or Lord knows what your brain would be like at this point. Oh, yeah, for sure. Although if I did, you know, started wiling out in high school, I probably I probably would have got it out of my system. But um, you know. isn't it crazy? Like, I do know some people who. Like, you know, in our early 20s, I'd be offering them things and they'd be like, oh, I don't do that anymore. I'm like, anymore? Like, when were you doing yeah. them? They're like, middle school. <laughs> like, oh, I, st- I stopped doing acid because I did so much in middle school. Like, what? <laughs> yeah. I have a whole group of friends that were like early teens, like high school juniors and seniors. And like, they were like, oh, yeah, we were really into meth then. And I was like, what? Jeez. They're all successful, like regular, smart, successful people. But they were just like, yeah, like seventeen to twenty-one ish. We were we were doing math, and that's what we did. And I was like, God damn, dude. Good for you for rebounding like that. Yeah, dude. That's that's statistically like your whole group did it. Like, wow. Damn. It's Akron meth ain't shit, really. You know, it's just fake. <laughs> <laughs> it just burns. Just a bunch of Sudafed. They yeah. said at one point Akron was like the meth capital. Yeah, Summit County was was up there for sure. Is meth still prevalent? I don't think so. Heroin's kind of taken over, and like pills, I think I don't know. Pills have been popular for a long time. Or meth has gotten they've gotten so good at making meth. Like everybody watched Breaking Bad and realized that they needed to clean their shit up, and now it's not a problem. Like you probably are just people are just safely doing meth, you know. <laughs> That might be what happened. I love your optimism about the yeah, meth world. People yeah. are still doing it. It's still a great drug, but how Breaking Bad cleaned up the meth industry. Yeah, That's Artie great. Lang had a great meth joke. He said, "Crystal meth is a great drug if you want to walk to St. Louis one weekend." <laughs> um, when I got to college, I was like, "I'm never doing any of these drugs." You know, fuck that all the horror stories that they tell you about everything. And then I watched my buddy eat a couple hits of acid one time and laugh his ass off for 12 hours. And I'm like, well, that didn't seem so bad. (laughs) And then uh, I was hanging with this one buddy, uh, Kirby, and uh, it was me and this chick I was trying to hook up with. And he's like, you guys want some blow? And I'm like, no, I'm good. And she's like, yeah. I'm like, fuck. Well, tonight's the night I try this, <laughs> and then and then I did one, and he was like, "You got to put one up the other nose," and I'm like, "I can't." And he's like, "Well, if you only fly with one wing, you're flying in circles," and I'm like, "Oh, that makes so much sense." Right, <laughs> what a fucking poet that person was. I mean, I don't think he came up with it. I'm pretty sure yeah. that's like a standard saying among Coke users, but yeah, uh, it would it made perfect sense to me for sure. So eloquent. Yeah, yeah it is. It does make sense. 
I heard uh, Jay Shandikar say the same thing about snorting heroin when he was on, I think, I think he was on uh, Rover's Morning Glory talking about uh, just hanging out somewhere and, you know, they he thought it was just going to be a bunch of coke and then it ended up being heroin and he said he put one up his second nostril so that he, that he was flying even or whatever. Okay. I had a friend that thought he was just hitting some weed one time and he was like, yo, this weed tastes funny. And they're like, that's because it's crack. And he smoked <laughs> crack. I was like, damn, dude. You still hang out with these people. He was dude, also my, in the meth circle. but <laughs> That's how I smoked crack. You know, you uh, smoke crack? Yeah, dude. My buddy comes home from this concert in Cleveland. And uh, he's like, hey, you guys want to smoke some crack? And I thought he was joking. And I'm like, yeah, sure. Why not? And everybody's like, wait a minute. What the fuck? They're like, where'd you get it? And he's like, oh, I just pulled over and got it from some dudes standing on the corner in Cleveland. And I'm still thinking he's joking. You know, and I'm like, oh, and then sure shit, he just puts a rock on top of a bowl of weed. I'm like, is this how it's supposed to be done? And then we smoke it, and our one buddy kept trying to tell us not to do it. He's like, don't do it, don't do it. And we're like, yeah, "Ah, whatever. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, Yeah, he was right. And we're like, yeah, yeah, whatever. And uh, we smoke it. I'm like, dude, I don't, this doesn't feel like it. You know, I don't feel shit. And then I went upstairs and stared at my ceiling for three hours trying to go to sleep. So I, you know, I don't think I got the full effect. It wasn't like we were freebasing it or whatever. But yeah, try it once. That was twenty years ago, something. Wow, I mean, for you for only trying it once. Twenty years ago was two thousand two. Like crack, crack. We knew crack was bad in the eighties, Dave. Like you should never smoke crack. (laughs) But you were just like, fuck it. Well, I mean, you know, I thought it was a joke, and then I was already committed. And I didn't want to look like a pussy, so I just said, fuck it. You know Your what? story was redeeming at first because you're like, oh, I didn't believe him. And then I didn't believe him. And then I thought you were going to say, I just like hit this pipe. And all of a sudden it's like, oh, shit, this really is crack. But you, you mentioned that no. you saw him put the crack on there. Yeah, yeah, he still it, said yes. Well, and that was, you know, and that was the decision that me and the other guy had to make. We had already agreed. Oh, the one guy's trying to talk us out of it. And I'm like, ah, fuck it. Yeah. No hey. big deal. <laughs> Hey, let me like, possibly you, ruin my life. Yeah, you added Listen, all these details that are like redeeming you. And then you're like, and then I disregarded all of that and did it anyway. <laughs> and it all worked out fine. You know, uh, I stayed fat. I didn't, you know, become a crack addict and lose a bunch of weight. You know, it was what it was. It wasn't, uh, you know, it was a nice evening. I didn't think it was that bad of a thing. But again, we didn't full on. You know, it was like diet crack. You know what I mean? If Honey, you didn't know that. You didn't know well, that at the time. It's like, well, I, I might now. be hopeless. I might be hopeless, but I don't look like a <laughs> pussy. <laughs> Just fucking ridiculous logic, Dave. Well, listen, when you're paying for your own college, motherfucker, you try all the drugs. <laughs> <laughs> no. And, and listen, I shouldn't say it like that because I wasn't paying for shit. My mom and dad were paying for everything. So it wasn't, you know, I was paying my rent. That was about it. <laughs> <laughs> good for you. That's yeah, good. Yeah, I guess I, you know, I, I'm never going to be able to say I tried crack. And this it was is the okay. first pro crack stance I've ever seen anybody take. I'm not saying go do crack. <laughs> I'm just saying I tried it once. It was no big deal, you know. And nothing happened to me, so everybody should try it. Look at me now. I don't know that I would say that. I, you know, <laughs> um, we we laugh about it to this day. Yeah. <laughs> 
How's the uh, other guys holding up? How's how's the guy who bought the crack? What's he doing? I haven't seen him in many many years. He he Whoa, basically no way. <laughs> he basically he basically educated me. You know when people joke like, "What did you major in in college?" I said drugs, because he taught me how to do them all. You know, don't do this, do this. Make sure you do this. Don't fucking do this by any means. You know. What and- now the the guy who stopped <laughs> at the side of the road in Cleveland picked up some crack brought it home what were the lines that he drew yeah because you said don't do these drugs yeah was it just heroin because like that's really the only thing past crack that i can think of i don't know that there were any drugs that he didn't do i just know that he would tell you how to do them and how not to do them he would say you know like when it was acid he was like just take this one wait two and a half hours if you need another one then we'll think about that then he goes, but if you go eating three of them because you don't feel anything, next thing you know, you're a cup of orange juice. He goes, so just eat one and then see how it goes. So it, it didn't matter what it was. He had the education like that. He knew exactly what to do, how to do it, what not to do with it. And, you know, he was super um, helpful, I guess, in, in that aspect. <laughs> but there was nothing where he's like, just don't do it. Well, no. No, like if you're going to do it, this is what you got to do. You know what I'm saying? So if you want to smoke crack, 10 cent beer life listeners, you got to put it on top of marijuana in a bowl and hit it. (laughs) Right? Right? Is that the problem? Because then it's diet crack. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, we've gone off the rails here. Oh, you're the you're the conductor on this game, yeah. motherfucker. I'm not saying I'm not. I'm just saying, you know, I'm not. Don't do crack, okay? Don't do it. No, it's it sounded like you're saying you can do it. You just, just diet crack. It. You got to do it a certain way. Hey, maybe I rolled the dice and I got a seven. You know what I mean? It could have very easily been snake eyes. I don't know. <laughs> um. Well, I was going to mention robo tripping, but uh, that just seems like. That's a giant fucking pussy thing now because we're talking about smoking. Now crack. I had a very bad experience. That, that that was like the one thing I tried in college that I'm like never again. Because I I I think I drank 16 ounces of cough medicine. I chugged four four ounce bottles of cough medicine, and I like I don't know if I broke out into hives or what, but it made me very itchy impossibly itchy to the point where I took my shirt off and was scooching myself along the Berber carpet to try and scratch my back. I took a cold shower, nothing helped. And then I threw up and then I laid there in this like half passed out, half still awake kind of trance for like an hour. Everybody else had the time of their lives. And that's what I experienced. And then the next day I went to the, uh, the on school on campus, um, doctor or nurse or whatever and found out i was diabetic <laughs> oh well, that explains it yeah i just seen everybody who's ever done it just vomit like crazy so yeah those are two separate things by the way like i i had been peeing a lot and drinking a lot of water and made an appointment it wasn't i didn't go to the doctor's office because of robo tripping oh that just, does make just it to better. clear that up yeah um we got the <laughs> We got the pure DXM crystals that uh, come in the cough syrup and stuff. And Where the, the fuck dude, did you get that? 
long story, but uh, the guy this, on the side of the road in Cleveland. No, <laughs> no one of one of the friends of a friend, um, was like one of these savant geniuses who was like handicapped but also a genius at the same time. So he was getting money from the government every month to live. He didn't. He wasn't allowed to work at all. But then he like wrote these letters to these Mexican pharmaceutical companies saying that he was a researcher and he was researching these, this and this and this. So they sent him uh, salvia, deep, pure DXM crystals. And he's like, you got to cut this shit with baking soda. Otherwise, it'll fuck up your stomach. It, it'll ruin the pH and it'll eat your stomach lining. Oh. And so he didn't, you know, the the friend who connected us with him wasn't there when he showed up. And we're, I'm like. Yep. Well, Dave uh, must have smoked too much crack and completely <laughs> disappeared. I'm sure. Crackhead Dave. Back. Wow, dude. <laughs> Wild. Abruptly out of here, dude. Smoking crack from the side of the road in Cleveland because he didn't <laughs> want to look like a pussy. Jesus I love Christ. that story. Like, dude, he was setting it so much up for like, I got surprised with some crack. And then he's like, no, it wasn't a surprise. Did it anyways. That's why Dave Heron got asked to be on the podcast. Just yep. provoking stories like that. He never ceases to amaze me. It is wild. It's wild <laughs> that he is alive at this point. And he's coming back. They shut What's me up? down. We were just marveling at how you're still alive. They shut me down. I'm speaking too much truth. And they <laughs> shut me down. <laughs> I don't know what you heard, but basically we ate baking soda on a peanut butter and jelly sandwich with these DXM <laughs> crystals. It was the nastiest fucking tasting thing ever. Uh, the two chicks I was hanging out with, they both puked. I didn't puke, but we all tripped. And then when my buddy, who was the one that hooked all this up, showed up, I was like, dude, did you eat that shit? And he goes, eat it. He goes, no, I just put it in a bottle of Pepsi and chugged it. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, and I'm telling him we put it on peanut butter and jelly and it tasted like assholes. He's like, oh, that, no, I never would have done that. I'm like, god damn it. But yeah, it was a fun time. So, you know, college was wild. Did you ever get into any of those uh, the, that maybe this was a couple years after you graduated, but when I was in college, those like skirting around the law, um, almost like a bath salts kind of thing where there was like one that was supposed to be like ecstasy, you know, ones that, that mimic different drugs that you could just get at head shops. Like, I can't remember what they were called. I think it was just like BA2 or something, you know, I there can't like remember. K2 and like spice. Now those were the ones that you smoked. They were supposed to be like weed. And I, I did do some of those. Cause I had buddies that were on probation that were skirting the law like that. Um, and I, I personally didn't have any bad experiences with those. So I like, I think one time I, it gave me a headache, but that was about it. But then there were other ones and I never did them cause I was freaked out by them. But like, there were other ones that were like bath salts, like bath salts where you could just pick them up at a uh, fucking head shop. And, you know, do whatever you wanted with them. They were perfectly legal. And there were other ones that mimicked other drugs as well. And some of the people I knew would take this shit. I had a buddy that would snort no-dos. I don't even think no-dos works like that. But he would <laughs> snort no-dos. That's wild. This kid used to go to Circle K and get, um, uh, you know, those Stoke creamers. I don't even know if they sell them anymore. But they were creamers that would just sit there. And I mean, you can take as many as you want. And they each had like, like a hundred milligrams of caffeine, and he would just pound those. S T O K, and they were like dark brown. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They still got those. Do they? Yeah. 
Yeah, he used he used to just walk into Circle K, grab a handful or two, and then walk out. <laughs> just drinking coffee creamers. What a ass. yep. He and he. I still talk to him. He he's like that one friend that uh, finds the darkest places of the internet. He's like he was the guy that always showed me like beheading videos. He showed me two girls, one cup. Like any extreme thing that that's out there, he would always find. And this kid. So he he's he's up against it at the end of a semester and he had a paper to write and a, a big test to take. So he, you know, saves everything to the last moment, writes the paper, goes to turn it in and then has to take the test later that day. So his plan A was to buy a bottle of Ipecac, which is the substance that you give like dogs or kids that swallow a bunch of like aspirin or shit that could really hurt them. And it triggers intense vomiting to empty out your stomach. So he buys a bottle of Ipecac and his whole plan was to uh, walk into the teacher's office, put a little bit on his finger, put it in his mouth, walk in, start talking about the paper and then throw up all over her office. <laughs> Cause he figured there's no way she could turn him down. She's there's visible evidence that he's sick. And he shows up, and as it turned out, the, the professor was sick. He had the Ipecac in hand, was about to do it. The professor got sick and moved back to final anyways. Oh, that's that's a great move. Yeah. That's a, that's a ballsy way to go about it, especially like, there's, like that's not even plan B. He didn't have anything else ready to go. It was like, this is what I'm doing. I'm going to vomit all over the office, and then I'm going to take the test when I'm ready. Nuts. I never had to do any shit like that. I just got the shit done, you know? C's get degrees. I was actually a pretty good student in college. I threw up a lot of Hail Marys at the very end, but, like, you know, there were some study drugs involved, but I never had to do anything like that, no. I would tell tell professors I had diarrhea at times. Like, if I needed an extension. Oh, yeah. Oh, see, I never thought, like, that would even... They'd be like, shut up and just do it. I never even thought that that wasn't a thing. No, people do not ask questions if you say, I have diarrhea. Huh. Well, I could have used that information, but. Surprised you didn't just try it. I may. Man, Um, I had a a car ride home from camping over the weekend. I went camping with the in-laws and their camper, so it was like glamping. And uh, I had, like, I was really worried the whole time because there's, I'm like, so where do you take dumps here? And Sarah's like in the camper. I'm like, no, no, no. There has to be somewhere where I could walk, like a, a bathroom, bathroom. She's like, no, you would have to do it in the camper. And if any of us have to, we're going to do it right in the camper in the room directly next to where you're sleeping. And I'm like, this is, this is a nightmare. So in the morning I woke up and had to go. And I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to get us home. Like I'm, I'm not, I don't even want to take a fucking gas station dump. And like the route we took didn't really take us anywhere where it would have been nice. So like I was, there was pressure on my butthole for the last like 10, 15 minutes of the drive. And I'm going a little bit over the speed limit. And I'm thinking to myself, like if a cop pulls me over, I'm probably going to shit my pants. Yes. I, I wonder what a cop would do if you told them that. I think they'd let you go. I think you could probably get out of a ticket because they would be able to smell it. You would have to shit your pants. Were you, were you willing Damn. to let it go? I don't think I would have had a choice. I would have tried to avoid it at all costs. I would really bank on on them seeing the physical discomfort I was going through. Just read it all over my face and the way that I had to like lift my body up like I have to do on this podcast sometimes at the very end because you coax 
poop into my colon <laughs> with, with your siren drug- song voice. How far of a drive? So you didn't shit all weekend. It wasn't all weekend. We just went up there on Saturday and then drove back Sunday morning. How far of a drive was it? 40, 45 minutes. Did you have Imodium? No. And you wouldn't shit in the camper? Do you, you Have you ever heard of like poopery or that shit? Are you worried about it smelling? Like what? Why would you the, shit in the camper? Yes, because it's a camper toilet. It's not a toilet toilet. Like a camper toilet doesn't have a toilet bowl filled with water and then it's going to hit a bunch of pipes and leave. It's going to sit in a tank directly below the toilet seat. Yeah, they have shit there to cover up the smells, though. Oh, man. No, I've I've been in RVs where people took dumps and it is a nightmare. Well, that's probably because it's a shitty beer drinking fucking tailgate fucking porter porta potty or whatever. Is that correct? Those campers, they got nice, they got nice yeah, fucking systems in there. I don't think so, man. They pay a lot of money for that. You could have shit in there in five minutes, sprayed, it would have been fine. I don't think the, the poopery wouldn't work. The poopery has to sit on top of the water and it creates like a film that traps in the stink. So you can't just poopery a toilet bowl because then it's not trapping in shit. What do you, I, I guess what do you give a shit for if it smells, you know? Light a match. I don't, don't want to ruin everybody's weekend. Well, everybody shits, man. Everybody does. Sh- I'm okay with just taking a dump. I'm okay with just taking a dump and, and like, you know, at my in-laws' houses. I, I have no qualms about that, but the camper's different. You think, does it have to leave? It has to leave the physical property for you to be comfortable? But you wouldn't <laughs> shit in a gas station either. You know, they it was like we were out in the sticks. We were in Worcester and... um I just, I didn't want it. I, I felt like I could make it home. And I did make it home. The last Good, 10, 15 minutes really sucked. And we did stop at a gas station. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to take a dump. And they did not have a bathroom I could use. Oh, that sucks. Okay, fair. Because yeah. I thought you were just refusing to shit in a gas station too. But No, I've shit in plenty of gas stations. Yeah, that's, that's an easy one for me. We've stayed in places where they have, like they don't have plumbing at all. Like there's a, I've stayed in a cabin. And basically, you had to take like a handle on the side and crank it. And it just basically took your shit in a cylinder and flipped it around. And basically, it just dumped it into like, I don't know, like mulch, basically. You'd have to put a scoop of mulch in there. And then you shit on top of the mulch. And then you turn the handle. And it didn't smell at all. I'd Yeah, I would have probably rather shit in the woods than in this camper toilet. That's what I was going to say. Why didn't you just go find a tree and bury it or something? I'm not going to do that unless it's an emergency. Again, like a 45-minute drive, the first half hour, like I was okay. Like I felt like I had to shit, but it wasn't like I was in trouble. Last 10, 15 minutes, and we again, we stopped for gas. I'm like, I'm going to do it. No toilet. So it was like, okay, well, we're making it home now. Let's go. To be fair, I probably wouldn't have shit in the camper, or I would have waited until I got home. Well, then why you give me such a hard time for you, piece of shit? Because you sounded like you were too good to shit in a camper. You were, like, so concerned <laughs> that Sarah's fucking parents were going to be like, you need to leave Brian his shit stinks, you know? No, 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 no. Uh, I, was, I, I was also very worried about her mom. Her mom's stomach isn't the best. <laughs> and I was like, you know, I was sleeping right there. So I, I was mostly worried about that. You should have just blew it up and established dominance. I remember when I first started working in uh, 
delivering food for these schools. I was just like a delivery driver and I had a shit real bad at one of these schools. I was living in Columbus at the time and uh, I go in and I take a shit and it smells or whatever. And I clean up and I like walk out of the stall and there's like an eight year old kid just standing in the bathroom and all of just the scent that came out of my body. And I just fucking like just started laughing and like washed my hands and then just did like a like walked out and just like I contacted this kid. I think it was like the first time he smelled a real man's shit, dude. It was oh, dude. it was nice to be there for that moment. Dude, I had a really, really embarrassing moment uh, that I mean, like I laughed my ass off as soon as I got out of there. But like in the moment, it was ridiculous. Like, I was doing a site survey uh, for a sign company I was working for. And I went out, you know, take a look, take some measurements and shit. And I had to shit so bad. Like it came on. It was an emergency. So I go to the Chick-fil-A that, that was like right around the corner. And it was like you know it's chick-fil-a it's always fucking crowded so like the the inside people were eating all over the place and so i go in i take my dump and then like as i get out and i'm like washing my hands two little asian boys walk in smell it and start going gross 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 (laughs) fling the door back open and are still screaming it as they like run to their parents and the entire restaurant is just staring at me as i'm like washing my hands so the door shuts. I finish up. I walk back out. The whole restaurant's staring at me. I just walked away. Nice, dude. I got a similar story to that. Did I tell you about Hardee's in Terre Haute, Indiana? Have I talked about this before? <laughs> no. <laughs> Isn't it Terre Haute? Isn't it Terre Haute? It could have been that day. <clears throat> I just got my license, and we went on like a family vacation to uh, St. Louis. And my dad, I remember I got my driver's license. I drove the car. And we stopped in Terre Haute, Indiana at a Hardee's to eat. And uh, my dad, you know, we were, we were fucking poor. So it's like we'd go and we'd get like cheap shit or like whatever. Or we'd share a drink and share a french fry. Uh, but he was like, you drove this vacation. You're the man. You get whatever you want. And I was like, hell yeah, dude. So like, I got, you know, like the number <laughs> one fucking double thick burger motherfucker. Like I just smash it. Those are big and, burgers. Oh, dude, it was so good. And as we're walking out, like I'm so full and I drank like a big soda. I was so full. I, I had a walking fart where I just walked and I farted so loud while everybody was standing around, like waiting in line <laughs> to order their food. And I didn't know what to do. And I just stopped and I said, compliments to the chef. And I just walked yes. out of the fucking Hardee's in Terrell, Indiana and to never go back. <laughs> That's, That's always the awesome. best. I, Hotels are my typical move if I'm on a road trip because, you know, gas stations, McDonald's, shit like that, their reputation is not based on their cleanliness whatsoever. But if you go to a hotel, 100% of it is based on their cleanliness. So, like, that that bathroom right past the uh, um, check-in area is always where I'm going to try and go. But that that's my favorite is walking in, making eye contact with the person behind the desk, then walking back out five to ten minutes later, making eye contact again, and just being like, "Yeah, you know what <laughs> I just did." Dude, I got a, I got a STD test one time because of a dirty bathroom. I was on my way home from work and I was ripping my fucking pen, and coughed too hard and shit myself on Seventy One South. <laughs> <laughs> been there, been there before. So, so 
I get off there and I go to that Bob Evans and I go into their bathroom to like see what I can manage, you know, I'm and I'm praying that it didn't make it to my khakis. Like I, I'm hoping I'm just like waddle, waddling in there with like the, the hot pocket between my cheeks. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> I go to, I go to sit down and long story short, I end up pinching my nuts in between the toilet seat and the porcelain and what? they start to bleed. And I'm like, holy fucking shit. And you know, Fast forward a couple weeks later, I just went and got tested because my brain is like, you have a fucking STD from down uh, from down on the farm. And, yeah. uh, I'd be more worried about staph infections. Something. Yeah, well, anything. But yeah. How are your was, testicles? Uh, did they survive? I mean, did you get an STD? Do you have a battle scar? I none of the above. I didn't get didn't catch anything. I wasted two hundred dollars on the test. I mean, I guess you know it's good to know that you don't have anything. But uh, yeah, it was uh. That was one of those situations where I could have just not worried about it so much and saved myself the money. Yeah. Good for you. You're crazy. Yeah. All right. Well, we're at about an hour now, and this table is about to be here. So cool. If you boys don't mind. No, let's get out of here. Do you guys got anything to plug? Uh, listen to Pound Town. Give us stars and shit. Um, <laughs> I'll be tonight at Lorraine, but that does nothing for anybody. I'll be in Warren, Ohio on the 30th. And then I'll be at Hilarities on like, I want to say the 8th. I'll be in Clyde, Ohio on the 9th, 22nd and 23rd of September and October. I'll be at Hilarities as well. I'm I'm doing the, uh, you know, Jack of all Dave's comedy show at Frank's place on market street in Akron on September 12th with Chris Harvey headlining. Um, I, we just filmed episode two of let me ask you this with Bill Squire on Sunday. Uh, episode one is going to be coming out in like the next, you know, one to two and a half weeks, I think. And then September 23rd, I'm in round one of the ad, ad ham attack show. Ad Heyman in ad. You make it the ad ham show. Ad ham attack show. Oh yeah. Friday night this time. A Friday. Yeah, I just said I the twenty third. I don't know. Yeah, twenty third is a Friday. Normally they're Saturday night. Um, yeah, come out for that eight battles tournament. We'll end up fucking face Tim Wolf at Cleveland Comedy Festival for the belt. Uh, that's November two through five. Uh, a lineup should be announced uh, Labor Day ish. So, All right. go Cleveland.